Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> freedom reigns in this place. Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. All right, praise the Lord, glory to God, and we worship the Lord for this wonderful opportunity that He has given us even today to see that we bring to you the word of His life and the word of life, the word of grace, the word of reality. This is Pastor Dennis Matov, all the way from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry. We experience Christ daily. These are our long time um, episodes, and uh, we are uh, going through the Word of God in a very systematic way, in a very revelative way. And uh, we are studying this wonderful book of Colossians to see that we can dig out Christ in every verse for our enjoyment. Yes, I want you to prepare yourself even as we continue today in this Word. I believe that those that have been following us from day one, they have gotten at least nourishment and they have uh, seen the vision of Christ in his scriptures. It is important for us to see what is the mind of our creator, the author of the, the Bible. What is his mind? I told you sometime back that God has got a purpose. God has a purpose as to why, as to why, um, he has written the scriptures. He has a purpose. So until we come to that knowledge of that purpose, we will always see the scriptures as, uh, as something that is uh, so, so um, outside of us. It will not uh, be beneficial to, for our enjoyment. But once we grasp the mission and the vision, the purpose of God, and uh, the purpose as to why we exist, then we shall begin to see and we shall utilize the time and the resources that God has provided in Jesus' mighty name. Please, I want you to always uh, refer back to the previous episodes. If you have not yet, always uh, visit our website on freedomexperienceministry.org. Then you shall see from wherever we started so that we, you, you get the flow up to where we are right now. We thank the Lord for He has given us enough time and is still giving us time to see that we go in the word of grace in Jesus' mighty name. We have been talking about these wonderful verses, uh, these wonderful verses in the book of Colossians. Uh, from chapter 1 we began and uh, we have now come to verses, to verses um, 25. And the Bible says that uh, we are now in verses 27, 26. 
Yes, whereby we will read from verses 24. The Bible says that, Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. So we see that uh, Paul is revealing a wonderful statement of him uh, rejoicing in the sufferings. He says that I now rejoice in my sufferings uh, now on your behalf and fill up that which is lacking of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body. He says that which is the church. So when we see these scriptures, we are surprised. Like yesterday I was telling you that uh, how can how come that uh, there is there is such a statement that says that uh, there is a lack in the sufferings of Christ. Today and yesterday, we want to, we were talking about it yesterday and want to continue today to show you what it means of the affliction of Christ that are still remaining, that we have not yet, that we are supposed to fill up, that we are supposed to, uh, to, to complete, that we are supposed to participate in. So we see that uh, if you take the Bible in a religious concept and a religious way, you see that it is impossible to see that Christ has got any lack. But when we look into the way Paul is seeing the things, he says that, no, I have got to fill up that which is lacking of the affliction of Christ. So yesterday I was telling that we have two kinds of suffering. And uh, when we talk about these sufferings, this, these are sufferings that Christ went through. And we believe that he, he paid for them. He went through them. He experienced them in his body. But uh, uh, these sufferings, well, the first one was the suffering for redemption. And the second one is the suffering for producing and building up of the body, which is the church. So I told you even yesterday that uh, we don't participate in the sufferings of redemption because that is done by only our high priest, Jesus Christ. And I told you yesterday that uh, this one we cannot participate in. But we see uh, just like it was in the Old Testament in typology, we see that uh, even on the Day of Atonement, only one priest, the high priest, was the one who was uh, permitted and allowed to make atonement for people. And uh, he was allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies just once in a year. And he was always to go there alone. Whereas there are several priests, it was only the high priest that was allowed. And this high priest was a figure of Christ. Now, and we see that even Christ today is our high priest who accomplishes the redemption and he is the one that qualifies to do it. And I gave you some special scriptures, including 1 Peter 3 8 and including um, Hebrews 9 26. And I gave you Isaiah 53, verse 3 to 5 and verse 7 to 8. That was what we were talking about yesterday. So we see that Christ had to suffer and to accomplish such a redemption on our behalf. But yesterday we went on to tell you and to reveal that there is a suffering that we are supposed to participate in. And this is uh, uh, the suffering of, 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 uh, for the producing and building up of the body of Christ, which is the church. And we saw that Paul had given us a pattern. He had become our pattern for us to, to this matter. He went through it all. He paid all the prices. He was tried in several ways. And several scriptures talk about how much he suffered while he was uh, doing his best to produce and build the body of Christ. Since the day he got converted, he began to share in such sufferings of Christ to partake 
several afflictions of Christ for the sake of the body. And we said yesterday, whether you know it or you don't know it, as long as you are a believer in Jesus' name, as long as you are a Christian, you have got to participate in such things. If you are uh, minding of the building up of the body, which is the church, if you are minding of the producing of the church, then there are some afflictions you'll face, whether you know or don't, whether you like or you don't like, these things are going to happen for the sake of Christ's sake. Even your family is going to fight you. Even your brothers, even your dead life, even the devil himself is going to, to cause things to become hard on you from the day you accept Christ so that he, he wants you to leave out the fellowship, come out of the fellowship so that the body is not built up. You remember, the body of Christ is built whenever we fellowship and we become the body. The body can become only when we fellowship because you and me, we are only and simply members of the body. You are not a body. You are not a church. You are only a member of the church as, as long as you are an individual. That's why we need to fellowship. That's why we need to come and we unite to become a body. So many people have not seen this and they are fighting the body. They are, they are siding with Satan. Uh, they dislike fellowship. They, they, they even don't want to uh, participate when they come for fellowship. They want to live an, an individual life. But that is not uh, Christ has called us to do. We are not supposed to live individual Christianity. No, we are supposed to live in a corporate way. So if we are to live in a corporate way, we are going to find several, several afflictions and challenges and from from inside out, from even the devil and from even the, 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 the religious people and even, even, the, even your parents, even in others, in the society, we are going to face these uh, challenges that are afflicting us and we have got to participate uh, to see that the body of Christ is produced and the body of Christ is maintained. Then that's where we begin to suffer a great deal. So we see that because of this suffering, uh, we see that there is something that is not completed, that there is something that was not completed by Christ himself because if Christ has, had also suffered for the uh, completely the sufferings of the building of the body, then you would only have proper worship and joy, happiness and peace as a body of Christ. But remember, from the day you heard of the church, it has been going through wars, challenges and fire from the devil and all difficulties for the church to exist. But thank God, the Bible says that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So whereas God, uh, there is an assurance from the Father, the assurance from Jesus Christ, the head of the church, the, uh, concerning building his body, the church, it does not mean that we don't uh, find difficulties and trials and afflictions for the body's sake, for the church's sake. So we see that Paul had to teach us this, that we have got something to complete, which Christ did not complete. He suffered for the church. He suffered for redemption. But remember, the church is still on earth, so it is still going through difficulties and hard times, whereby we have got, we have got to see the, the pattern of Paul as believers. And I want to read again for you 1 Timothy 1.16, because you need to see this from the scripture. The Bible was telling us even yesterday in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses uh, 16, it says that, How bait for this cause I obtain mercy? that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering. He says that he might show forth 
all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to li- to life everlasting so he's talking about um, a pattern that is involving long suffering he says that uh, he he has got to show us all long suffering and when you hear the word long suffering you just know that there is difficulties and hardship so we must consider paul as a pattern not as someone who was uh, so high that no uh, no one else can be like like he was we can because he, he has the same spirit he had the same spirit that like, like the one we have the holy spirit and we see that by the lord's mercy paul was set up to be a pattern for us and whatever he was and we can be also we must believe in the lord's mercy that even us we can become a pattern to others when we go through those challenges and we endure and we stand if the mercy of the lord be made uh, was made by for paul as a pattern then this very mercy is going to be with us as we are becoming patterns of uh, others that are newly convert in the name of jesus now this means that uh, 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 just as Paul suffered for the producing and the building up of the body of Christ, so we must also suffer for the church. And if you want it or you don't, this thing has been happening. Whether unknowingly or knowingly, you have been passing through some stuff to see that the body of Christ is built up. Especially if you are a genuine Christian and a, a true follower of Christ, a minister of Christ, you are a pastor, you are a minister, you are a leader. There are some some afflictions that will come your way, and uh, you have got to see that you suffer them for the sake of the building and uh, the producing of the church. So Christ, of course, we see that he took the lead. He was number one in these sufferings. He was his his heart's desire was to produce a church. He suffered. When he was also still living with the disciples, he had to pay all the prices, even the accusation, even the false allegations he had to endure. Just like today, uh, there are some pastors that are facing such stuff whereby they are falsely accused, whereby they are misquoted, whereby they are mistreated, they are called whatever they can call them, yet they are on the right track. And they have the, this is what we talk about. You are suffering because you are producing and building the body of Christ. So we see that uh, I don't mean that they are not also false ones. They are false ones, but I'm talking about even those that are genuine. They are facing affliction, and uh, they have got to stand and endure. We have got to be expecting this. It's going to be, and this is the way because Christ says that we shall reward. He shall reward us 100% of the things on earth and 100% in heaven. He says that including suffering. So we saw in the book of. Uh, Uh, John 12:24, where, where where Jesus, uh, the Bible talks about that. The story is that people had come to him because he had resurrected Lazarus, uh, and uh, many people are now coming to see this Jesus, who is uh, who is doing wonders, including the Greeks. The Greeks had also come, and according to physical appearance and uh, our superficial understanding, we could think and we could see that that was the time for. Uh, Jesus is a glorification because many people are coming to him. The Bible says that uh, and this is um John 12. We see that many people could come to him. Now we come to verses verses 20. The Bible says that um verse 19. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, perceive ye how he prevail nothing? Behold the world is gone after him. 
because he had resurrected Lazarus, now the world was coming to Jesus Christ. That's what the, the religious people were uh, seeing. And this is whereby religion was versing life because Christ has, had, was preaching life, whereas they were preaching religion and ordinances and observances and other stuff. So we see that, and there were certain, certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. Now the, the nation of Greeks come, come, Greece comes in. The Bible says that the same came out therefore to Philip, which was a Beth, uh, of Bethsaida uh, of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. They wanted to see Jesus. So the Bible says in verse 22, now Philip comes and tells Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, because they told him, a lot of people have come, including the, the Greeks, they have come to see you. This is your time of glorification. And Jesus answers and tells to them that the hour is come, that the Son of Man should be glorified. Then he shows us the way of glorification. So, he says in verse 24, that very, very, I say unto thee, uh, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it bringeth much, forth much fruit. Now he's showing them the way that this is the time now um, I've, I've, I've got to go into a certain fire, a certain suffering in order for me to stand in the glory that we want to see, the everlasting glory. Bible says in verse 25, He that loves his life shall lose it. And he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto, unto life eternal. Then verse 26 says that if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now we see that Christ was the head. He was the first pattern before even Paul. And he shows us how we build and produce the body of Christ. It requires us to go on the cross. It requires us to suffer, to go through a, a death situation. And we are supposed to be in Christ's footsteps in suffering this kind of affliction. Just as we have read, he was talking about his death burial so that he may resurrect. And we see that um, here they are talking about Christ fell into the ground and he died as a grain of wheat in order to produce many grains for the church. We are now the many grains. That's uh, when we come to verse 26 of John 12, we see that those who desire to serve him, must follow him in this regard they must the same path and you see that jesus is telling us that the path includes going through death and uh, you are buried so that you bear so that you bear much much fruit so we see that in luke chapter 12 verse 50 um the the, the disciples come i'll read for you there the disciples come and they want a promotion they want to be in certain levels because they were assuming to be friends and fellow workers of Jesus. So the Bible says in 12, 26, the Bible says in Luke 12, 50, uh, 12, 50, verses 50. Okay, let's begin from verse 50. It says that, But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how am, am I straightened till it be accomplished? Now, in this verse, you see that Jesus is talking about a certain baptism to be baptized with and, uh, and uh, how we are, he says that I am strengthened, I'm straightened 
to till it be accomplished. So the word baptism in this verse is that it refers to Christ's all-inclusive death on the cross and a death that was not only for redemption but also for the producing the body uh, through the release of the divine life. So as the Lord is word uh, to his disciples, now let us come to Mark 10. I will show you in the in the book of Mark chapter 10 verse 38 and 39. He was making it clear that they were also to share in the baptism which um, which which he himself was to be baptized in in Mark chapter 10 verses 8 38. The Bible says that these two disciples come to Jesus, John and James. They come chapter 10 verses 38 that we shall begin from verses verses 35. The Bible says that, And James and John, the son of Zebedee, come unto him, saying, Master, we would, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. In other words, they wanted him to do for them anything that they pray or they request. Then he said, I will, don't mind. I will, it is my will to answer your prayers unto you. He says, And he said unto them that, What should you, what, what would you, what would you uh, that I should do for you? 37 they said unto him grant us grant unto us that we might we may sit on on one on the right hand and the other on the left hand in thy glory so they wanted to sit close to Jesus at the left and right side in the glory of Jesus but they didn't know that, but that before you go to glory you have got to pass through somewhere and by as we are passing through somewhere the church is built as we are passing through where you're supposed to pass there is the producing of the proper church. So the Lord told, tells them. Then he tells him the verse 38. But Jesus said unto them, Ye know not what you ask. Come, can you drink of the cup that I drink of, and baptize, be baptized with the baptism that I be, am baptized with? Yes, they welcomed and said, Yes, we can. And, say, and said Jesus and unto them, Ye shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and, and with the baptism that I am baptized with, shall ye be baptized. So he tells them, don't worry, that is the way. Whoever follows me, who wants to come to glory where I am, is supposed to follow me the right way. So he told them, frankly, that you shall participate in such suffering. So I want to bring this to our rem remembrance that there is some afflictions that we are going to participate in, in order for us to build the body of Christ. Whether it is a, a, a financial suffering or a family suffering, any type of suffering, any type of suffering, whether it is um, rejection, whether it is what, as long as it is for Christ's sake, you are going to participate. So, when we come to Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, the Bible talks about Paul. Paul speaks of knowing the fellowship of Christ's suffering. He talks about he wanted to know. He wanted to be acquainted. He wanted to experience those sufferings because he knew that if he wants to see the glories of Christ, he has got to be a person who is likened to such sufferings. It comes in Philippians chapter 3, verses, let me begin from verses uh, 8, verse 7. He says in Philippians 3, 7, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yes, doubtless, and I counted all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord. He says that for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, 
and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. He says, if you wanted to win Christ, then you would go through some suffering. He says, I have suffered a lot of losses. And he says in verses 9 that, um, that and be found in him, I want to be found in him, not having my own uh, my own righteousness, which is of the law, but to but that which that which is through the faith of Christ the righteous, uh, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him. He, faith, he says in verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. He wanted to go through it. So we see that these sufferings are not for redemption that Paul is talking about, but these are the sufferings for the building up of the body. And we cannot have fellowship in Christ's sufferings for redemption, but we will have fellowship in Christ's sufferings for the building up of the church. Those ones shall participate. So, now I want to talk about being a joint partaker of tribulation in Jesus. Being a joint partaker of tribulation in Jesus. So you will see that um, when we go to the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 9, you see that John says that uh, he was a joint partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and endurance in Jesus. He says that he was a joint partaker. He participated in the tribulation. They were, he was he was imprisoned and put on the on an island. He was there alone. The Bible talks about John being alone on the island of Patmos, and uh, that was a persecution that he went through, and he, and um, he was participating in the the tribulation. Now, to say that we we are joint partakers in the tribulation, in the kingdom, and in the endurance in Jesus, it indicates that we are suffering. For you to participate in tribulation. Then there is suffering and when jesus lived on earth as a man he suffered continually continually and when you read according to his history the history of his life his name jesus denotes a suffering person a man of sorrows i'll give you isaiah 53 verse 3 why am i bringing you such a message this time you have got to learn how to experience christ daily even when it is tough times even when you are passing through hardships even when you are going through scarcity, just know that there is some participation you are supposed to be uh, in. And Isaiah 53, the Bible says, it talks about the man Jesus Christ and now the proper definition of Christ Jesus is. The Bible talks about him in verses 3. It says that he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and he we hid as we hid as it were our faces from him. He says that um, he was despised and we esteemed him not. So he went through grief, griefs and he was afflicted. The Bible says that uh, in verse 4, Surely he, was born, uh, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. So the Bible says in verse 5, But he was wounded for our transgression. Now that we see Christ a man, who was uh, who faced a lot of afflictions and sufferings for the sake of building up the body of Christ? So, if our pattern Christ went through such things, I tell you, we are going to find them. We are going to find them, and Jesus tells them, tells us that as He's giving us a reward, a one hundred percent reward on earth, 
including wealth and cars and families and lands, he also mentions sufferings as part of the the reward every believer is supposed to be getting. So when we come to Hebrews chapter 5, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 to 8, he says that who they are talking about Jesus Christ. Let us begin from verse 6. As he says also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. They are talking about Jesus. He was a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And verse 7 says that who in the, in the days of his flesh. Now Jesus, they are talking about Jesus in his flesh when he was still on earth. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with a strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was hard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Now we see that Christ, while he was on earth, he was a man of sorrow. He was a person who went through sufferings. But during those sufferings, he offered up serious prayers, deep prayers and supplication with cryings. The Bible says that when Jesus was praying, he also cried with tears, meaning that some prayers were painful of what he was going through and what he was going to go through. So we see that to be a joint partaker of the tribulation in Jesus is to suffer, to be persecuted as we follow Jesus, we follow Jesus Christ. So when you go to the book of Revelation, you see that it's a book of those who are suffering tribulation in Jesus. We talk about these churches, the seven churches. There are some churches that we are passing through fire. They are being killed, martyred. So we see that there are several things that we are facing those churches. And he was encouraging them to stand and says, The waver shall overcome, shall eat of this. Whoever shall overcome, this is the reward. Whoever shall overcome. Now, whatever you hear the word overcoming, just know there is a suffering, there is a tribulation, there is an affliction, there is a, a challenge. So as we wait for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must be willing to suffer. This thing we cannot go out because the moment you begin to run away from sufferings, problems, challenges that come your way as you are in the church, then you are running away from the, from Christ Himself and from the way that reach, uh, causes you to reach glory. Now this suffering is is for the body, is for the church, and we must participate as individuals in the suffering of the body. Sometimes in these sufferings of Jesus Christ that are happening within the church, some believers want to hide away. They run away. They say, we will come back when the problems are done. We shall go to another church. And they keep on dodging the, in the participation of the sufferings. They don't want to, to carry the cross of the, when the church is carrying its own cross. So we need to be people who know the ways of God. So when Jesus was on earth, he was persecuted by even the religious religion, the Jewish religion. So we see that even the religion formed uh, 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 that formed was formed uh, according to God's oracles we see that it was fighting Jesus in John chapter 5 verse 16 we see that the Jews persecuted Jesus because he broke the Sabbath their Sabbath he broke their Sabbath and we see that religious people cannot tolerate the breaking of their regulations even today if you talk about any religion and their regulations they will fight you if, if the church is talking against whatever is done in religion, they will fight the church. So there is going to be viola, violence and, uh, of these religious, these people. 
they are going to stir up persecution for the body of Christ. Uh, whether you see it or not, this thing has already begun. And um, you see the Muslims and other religions, they will fight. They will fight the church. They will fight Christianity. In some nations, they are even beheading them, killing them, persecuting them. So you see that there is this persecution that comes from religion. And this is part of sufferings that the body of Christ is facing and going through. So we see that one of the things, one of the people that persecute this, the body of Christ is the religious people. So they will persecute, they will even kill. So we see that religion is sentencing and is, is, is always persecuting the body of Christ. These religious people are the people that sentence Jesus Christ even to death in the, in the, in the, in the Gospels. So we see that even today, uh, they did not stop in Jesus' days to persecute. They persecuted the followers of Jesus, the apostles. When you read in the book of Acts, you see that uh, from the book of Acts, the Jews in the synagogue, they stood up in opposition to the apostles. They fought them, they were caning them, they imprisoned them. But these people said, we shall suffer, we shall part participate in the sufferings of Christ. So we see that Paul even suffered this kind of persecution. He was, in fact, he was the one that suffered the more. So we see that even John, the writer of Revelation, has also said that I was on the island of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus. They had imprisoned him because of the word of God, because of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Whoever is preaching the true Christ, whoever is preaching the full word of God, will always find these challenges because people are going to confront you and uh, situations are going to come your way. But the Lord has prepared us and he has given us a pattern through Paul. He says that we are supposed to become joint partaker in the sufferings and the afflictions in Jesus Christ. Sometimes when you see such, such things, you begin to wonder why they come your way. But I believe that by now you know why. You know why they come your way. Because this, this is what, some of the things that you are supposed to participate in, to be a partaker of. And this is the way you cannot do away with. I pray for you that God gives you the grace. May God give us the grace such that when such times come our way, we are able to stand by the grace that he provides. So, now, we want to see the sufferings for the saints as, it, as we, we, we go into the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 10 and onward. 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 10 and onwards. Look at Paul. Paul says in 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 10, he says, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake. He, was, he says, I endure all challenges because of the, 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 the believers, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Verse 11 says that it is a faithful saying, For if we be dead in him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. You see, if you want to reign with him, then you have got to go through suffering. He says that if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If uh, He says that uh, if we deny him when sufferings come and we begin to run away, when affliction comes, he says if we deny him, he says that he will deny us. He will deny us. He says that I never knew you. Whenever suffering could come, you are, you are hiding away. You dodge the sufferings and affliction. He says that if we believe not, yet abides, he abides faithful, he cannot deny himself. So, Paul was telling us that these things are going to be 
upon all the genuine ministers and believers. So we see that this is uh, how we suffer for the sake. We can even suffer for our fellow brothers and sisters. We pay the price. Look at the pastors. They can even go through difficulties, difficulties for the sake of the church. They can even forsake jobs. They forsake working because they want to see that the body is built. They want to create ample time for prayer and the word. We wouldn't have gotten this time to minister to you if we are we are working. If you are working, if you go out for work. But we have we have sacrificed some time. And this is another form of suffering because we cannot bring everything. We cannot uh, uh, help ourselves to meet all the things that we need and deserve our families as the way we would like. But we are doing it because of the for the sake of the body of Christ. Because there's got to be some people who are stewards, faithful stewards to stand and minister Christ and it requires time to record even these messages to pray for you to study it requires time and if you we, were working if we had not denied uh, and uh, deny ourselves uh, of, of, of the opportunity and uh, of working I tell you we couldn't minister the way we are ministering but there is some suffering this pastors have gone through some things they are denying themselves themselves of some things because of Christ's church. So these are several kinds of sufferings that they go through. Furthermore, when we come to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, I want to show you furthermore of the sufferings that Paul is talking about. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses, we shall begin with verses 5. Verse 5. Let us begin with verses 3. You see where it comes from. 2 Corinthians 1.3 The Bible says that Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the Father of all comfort. He says that who comforts us in all our tribulation. He says Jesus comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You see, Paul says when we are passing through our times, the Lord comforts us because he was once there. He comforts us because he knows. And he gives us that comfort so that we also, we may comfort them that will always follow us and they find themselves in such troubles and tribulation. We shall comfort them. So he says in verses 5, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. He talks about that for the suffering, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so as so our consolation also abounds by Christ. And he says in verses 6, he says that, um, and, uh, and whether we be afflicted, whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation. When we pass through difficult hard times, then it's going to help you because you are going to be consoled because we would have known how to comfort you how to console you and we would have known how it feels so and it says and that it is for your consolation and your salvation which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer meaning that they also going the other believers are also going to go through sufferings but they will endure because we also suffered and endured you see so all whether we be comforted it is for your consolation and salvation now this is another indication of how much Paul suffered for the saints, meaning that it is also the way of us, the believers. So, 
Uh, before I finish, I want to show you that this is the goal. This is what the Lord wants us to do. What to to be? Uh, we have got to know about it. So, <clears throat> our goal of the work of ministry is that we need to follow the early apostles in making up the la- that which is lacking of Christ's affliction for the church. We also need to share in the fellowship of Christ's suffering, as as we have seen the scriptures for the building up of the church. And the goal of our Christian work must be the building up of the church. Whatever we are doing, we have one goal, building the body of Christ. But we see that if we care only for such activities as preaching the gospel, doing crusades, teaching the Bible, doing discipleship, we may be welcomed and appreciated by every other people. People will welcome us, they will, they will, they will appreciate us. But if the goal of our preaching and the goal of our teaching is the building up of the church, if we are aiming at building the church, you're preaching, you're teaching, you are aiming at producing the church, the proper church, then we shall be opposed by religious ones. Then when, when we talk about religious ones, we are not, talk, we are not talking um, about only these other religious sects, but even in church, people, we have religious believers religious Pentecostals that want to take things in a religious way. They don't want to take things in the way of life. So we have got to be careful. We are going to be opposed by those that want to teach uh, these other teachings and other preachings. When we go deep into deep, deep teaching, they say, uh-uh, that is not, that's not what we want to hear. They begin to fight you. The question is, what is our goal in preaching the gospel? What should be our goal in preaching the gospel? It is not simply to save sinners from hell because a person would be happy if he has made a thousand crusades saving sinners from hell. But the question is, after saving them, then what is your goal? So it is to, it's not to obtain uh, materials uh, for, the, uh, for, for, for people to enjoy. The goal of the gospel is for us to obtain a people for the building up of the body of Christ. These people become the building material, the precious stones that the Lord is supposed to use. Remember, when I talk about God is building, when he's building the body of Christ, he does not use anything of the natural. He does not use anything of the of outside him that has not passed through trials. God will never use any untried material on his building of the body of Christ. That's why we are clay before we get saved. We are clay. We are made of clay. The Bible mentions that we are clay. Mm-hmm. But when we get saved, we see that there is a transformation. The Lord Jesus turns us into stones. Remember in John chapter 1, Peter comes and the Lord tells him, From today you are not called, uh, you, I'm going to call you Kephas, which means stone. Peter, praise the Lord. So he transformed Peter, who was a clay with weaknesses, and transformed, transformed him to become the stone. But still, as we are stone, when we get saved, we become stones. Before we are saved, we are clay. But when we get saved, we become stones. But remember, stones that are not yet tried, still they are not stones. That's why you see that even the disciples, uh, whereas we are following Jesus Christ, they were full of weaknesses and infirmities. They could backslide. They could uh, betray him. Yes, Peter, we see Peter betraying Jesus. He's a stone. He's a follower of Christ, but he has not passed through afflictions that will try him to make him a precious stone. 
So when God is building the, the body of Christ, the new Jerusalem shall be comprising of precious stones and gold. You see, gold uh, typifying God's divine nature, precious stone and silver, silver typifying the redemptive work of Christ, and also precious stone uh, typifying the work of the Holy Spirit that he, he works within the believers when he causes us to go through fiery trials. Because you know how precious stones come. They go through a tested fire and fiery trials. So, if we are people who want to be materials of the building up of the body of Christ, we are going to fast to face through to go through several tests and trials, difficulties, things that you will even bind the demons and say let me go into a spiritual warfare. This situation is not from God, and the Lord says it is my doing. You have got to endure it. So we see that if we are to our our goal in preaching the gospel is supposed to be that we obtain materials of the building up of the body of Christ. So we are, uh, when we are still in religious uh, and uh, that way of being religious people, we will hear many messages. We will hear messages encouraging us to preach the gospel. Messages that uh, they ask you to consider God's love and sympathy for the pitiful sinners. Go and do evangelism. And we are told to have the same feelings. Feel, feel these people. Look at if they go to hell. What, what? Don't you see that it is going to be a loss? So they, they think that when they preach some preachings like those, uh, it is the way. But we have got to take people deeper. That after we have done the work of evangelism, and we have felt pity for those people, and we have we have seen uh, we have redeemed the thousands that are going to hell. Uh, we have we have received our hearts. Our hearts have been touched, and we have gone out. Then we have got to know the reason as to why we are doing it. The end result is supposed to be. We are obtaining the proper materials for the building up of the body of Christ. That's why we are preparing the saints. That's why we are showing you several scriptures so that you know there is something more from the time you accept Jesus Christ. Those fiery and affliction and trials and tribulation, they purge us. They, 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 they test us so that we qualify to become precious materials, to be proper materials, building materials for the body of Christ. And we have met some preachers that are preaching shallow messages, shallow messages that entice people's earrings. They want to hear them. They are good. They cause them happiness and joy. They, whereas they, they might be good at some time, but these messages will not uh, polish the body of Christ, will not um, prepare the body of Christ when trials come. There are some teachings that we, have so, we are supposed to preach and teach so that we create an awareness to the believers. That there is more that we have got to know and to go through if we are to become the proper persons that will build the body of Christ. So it's not only winning souls, it's not only that, so not, it's not only a discipleship and the teaching and preaching in the, in the church. We have got also people who have got to have this in mind. We are to do soul winning for the work of building up of the body. So that was Paul's goal in preaching the gospel. That was Paul's goal. He was he wanted to build up the body of Christ. And this is why he was persecuted. And this is why he suffered. Because the messages he was bringing were messages that were cutting to the edge to show the people how there are so much of religion. And he was to tell them that you are supposed to go deeper. 
You are supposed to pass through several things. I'll read for you one scripture in First Peter. <coughs> First Peter. First uh, Peter chapter 4. Even Peter was preaching the same thing, uh, reminding the, 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 the believers in First Peter chapter 4, verses 12. He says, he says that, um, okay, let us first read First Peter chapter 3 verses 17 or verses 16 having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you when they speak evil of you as of evildoers they may be ashamed that falsely uh, choose your good conversation in Christ 17 for it is better for the will of God be so he says, for it is better if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust and that, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. So he says that by which also we went, he went under and preached unto the Spirit. So they are showing us the ways of Christ. Now we come to chapter 4 verses uh, verses 4 verses 1. Let us first read verse 1. It says that for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise. Arm yourself likewise with the same mind. In other words, Paul, Peter is telling us, have the mind that is ready to suffer. Have the mind that is uh, prepared for sufferings. He says so. He says that for he has for that he has suffered in the flesh um, has ceased from he says that okay let me read it for, for you again he says that for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh arm yourself likewise with the same mind for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin whoever has suffered from the flesh has sin, ceased from sin in other words when a person goes through affliction and sufferings, he will cease sinning. He will stop sinning. Why? Because the trials he has gone through, they will burn out and kill the flesh, so that it's not, or it's, it's no more uh, um, willing to sin. So we see that in verse two it says that that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. So the importance and the the the, the importance of suffering. The work of suffering is to kill the flesh so that you now no longer live after the lusts of men, but now you live uh, uh, after the will of God. So he says that for the time of our life may, may suffice us to have wrote the will of, of, of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness. Last, so he's showing us the, last, the, the previous lives that we are supposed to be uh, taken from. And it is the work of suffering and afflictions that will help us to come out of these things. So now come jump to verses 12. It says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though something strange has happened unto you. He says you are going to see fiery trials coming your way. And says, But rejoice as in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. So even Peter knows about it. Not only Paul. Peter knows about Christ's sufferings and he says that the body of Christ believers, Christians, they are supposed to be partakers of Christ's suffering. And he says that 
when his glory shall be revealed, ye shall be glad also with exceeding joy. The people that are going to enjoy and rejoice when he appears are the people that have paid the price, suffered it all, went through affliction, and they have endured so that when the when he appears, they shall be like him, tried and ready for the glory. He says that if we be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. If they reproach you because of Jesus' name, that is affliction. It says, become happy for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. And says, he says that if you pass through persecution, you see yourself afflicted, just rejoice because that is a confirmation that you have the spirit of glory. The spirit of glory is the, is the spirit that we, we receive when we go through such trials and, and, and the sufferings. Then the spirit of glory will come and glorify you in Jesus' name. So he talks about this. He says that in verse 6, that um, verses, verses 14, on their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none, none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, as an evildoer, as a busybody uh, uh, in other men's matter. If, ye, any, if any man, uh, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, meaning that Christians will participate in sufferings, yet uh, he says that let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify uh, God on his behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Now, you see that there are several scriptures that prepare us to be partakers of the sufferings that build the body of Christ. When we go through these times of trials and hardships, we are becoming the proper building materials, precious stones that are going to build the body of Christ. Remember, God wants to build a body and he wants to prepare the church, which is a wife of Christ, is supposed to be prepared in the right way. So may the Lord give us that grace to endure, to endure. We have got to be those that uh, are going to go through it by the grace of God. So even Paul went through it. Now let me read one verse, then we, we, we wind up in Jesus' name. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses, we are beginning from verses 4. You see Paul and his ministry. He says in verse 4, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 4 to 8. So, here Paul says from verse 4, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in affliction, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watching, watchings, in fastings, by, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love and faith, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the, the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers yet true, as unknown yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. We see that Paul is mentioning the things he went through and where he was misunderstood and where he was misjudged 
and where he was mis in others he talks about the good and bad things that came upon him and he says that these are the things that approve us as ministers he says in verse 4 but in all things we are approved in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God so if you are an approved minister of God you pass through it you pass through those things that he talks about that he went through and this is to prepare you as the body of Christ be prepared this is the way you have got to be a person who is experienced with both evil report and good report as an approved minister and if you serve the Lord other I tell you others give only good reports concerning you they don't want to talk about the bad things that you you underwent so when you find yourself that you are only having good report good report they are talking about good things good things there is no even an evil or a misunderstanding then check your faithfulness to the lord you might not be on the proper path if you are faithful to the lord today in today's religion the religion will criticize you religion will criticize you even your fellow believers in church will criticize you because you are on the right track that is suffering for participating in the sufferings of, of Christ so if you don't have any evil report any challenge any whatever just like as Paul has mentioned them then you check your faithfulness so we know that religion is for God but actually it is against God's economy it is against God's plan it's it's against the life of Christ so we have got to be people that are ready to pay, to pass through this and such different and difficult things so i want to wind up today by telling you that if we are people who are ready uh, uh, ready to build up the body of christ then the way to go is this for the sake of the producing and building up of the body of christ even paul shared in the sufferings of christ likewise us it is important for us to realize that the more we minister on christ as life light grace reality as everything i tell you saints we are going to see that we are going to pass through some difficult times because not everybody is going to welcome it so we shall become people that are going to participate in such so for the sake of the body of christ the church we need to fill up that which is lacking of the affliction of christ and if you choose to stand for the church to be prepared be prepared for the attacks for the misunderstandings for the rumors for evil things many evil things will be spoken concerning us the reason for this is that the matter of the church stirs up the authority of darkness the devil does not want us to talk about Christ the head and the church is the body that's why Jesus told us to that he will build his church he knows that the devil does not want to hear the word church he doesn't want people to hear and to see people gathering as a church so he will always fight the church but the lord says in matthew 16:18 on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it now this word indicates that the gates of hell the powers of darkness will do everything possible to frustrate the building up of the church but we are to stand and we stand upon the promise that he has given us that we shall we shall the church shall be built up so god bless you this is pastor dennis uh, from kampala uganda please visit us on our website um, freedomexperienceministry.org and if you want to become a pass a blessing to us you can sow your seed you can support us 
you visit our page and you give, you donate. God bless you. We shall come back again. In Jesus' name, bye. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website, www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.